Blog Talk Radio. Living 
and uh, also to um, like we got life, we got death, and we at the Fat Cat Show want to uh, give our send our condolences to all those who are grieving at this point. Um, Jesus said, "Let not your heart be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house there are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you." He said. I go to prepare a place for you that where I be, you may be also. And so um, with that being said, I want to I wanna give my condolences to uh, a Detroit legend in comedy. Um, this guy made me laugh plenty of times. He, he debuted on um, uh, Russell Simmons' Def Comedy Jam back, when, back in the day, and he was uh, – he was just a legend all, all over uh, Detroit. If anybody ever personified Detroit in the comed- in the comedy business, usually people that um, that kind of like uh, get famous out of Detroit and they leave. Sometimes they 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 don't claim it. You know, they don't claim it. They usually you know uh, leave it. You'll hear them mention it from time to time. You know, but this guy, uh, downtown Tony Brown, man, uh, passed this uh, past uh, Thursday, this past Thursday. So I'm giving a uh, shout out to him and uh, sending my condolences to his family, man. Uh, real funny guy, man. Never got a chance to meet him, though, but uh, got got a lot of chance to laugh at a lot of his comedy, man. But uh, because he reminded you of that 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 uncle that silly uncle that you have all the time that, and, and just in his uh, mannerisms and his comedy, man, he just, he screamed Detroit and anybody that came from Detroit know what I'm talking about. It's just certain things that Detroit is defined by. And, you know, people make memes about it and and stuff like that, but it is, it, is certain things like, like Fago, Verner's better made, uh, that defines certain people from Detroit, but um, this guy, his mannerism is just see we can't we can't explain it to outsiders what uh, a Detroiter is, and uh, and it, but it'll always no matter where you go, no matter if you came from Detroit, if you was born and raised in Detroit, nine times out of ten, you know another person that's where you at in a different place will know you from Detroit. It's just a mannerism. It's a way of life about us. You know, like, like we are recognized it automatically. Like, ooh, you must be from Detroit. And this is what this guy kind of like uh, personified to, to me. And uh, just once again, man, shouts out to downtown Tony Brown, man. We're going to miss your comedy, man. And uh, and continue to rest in peace, man. And, uh, and man, that was that was rough right there, man. But anyway, I want to I want to get into um, some of our um, topics for today. And um, uh, the first topic I want to talk about, man, uh, is your boy, Darius McCrary. Darius McCrary. If, unless you was living under a rock, and you see this fine little video right here, uh, uh, your boy played on Family Matters. Um, basically, if you're a man, see, before I put this out, 
I have no problem against the gay community. If that's what you do, that's what you do. But the thing that we have more problems with is when you deny what you are. You know, that's the only problem that that, that I have, and I think that's what uh, most of them have a problem with. And to me, just to me simply, um, if you, unless she was under a rock, you would see the story that of a rumor that he was dating trans model Sydney Starr. Uh, and the problem with that is that he's denying it. But I'm looking at a video, and we saw, before I saw the video, I saw pictures of this man uh, kissing this trans woman. And so, man, just claim who you are. Just, just, just stick to who you are. You don't have to hide that fact. I'm, I'm looking at this article, and I've seen a video of him um, basically denying, and it said, uh, uh, of course, he played Eddie Winslow in, uh, in the TV series uh, uh, Family Matters. And it says that the actor denied dating trans model from, and reality TV star Sydney Starr after rumors about their alleged relationship. It said a video surfaced, what you see in fl- flashing across your screen right now, a video surfaced of the pair sharing a passionate kiss. Man. And she, you know, of course, she's grinding on the 45-year-old actor. In a now-deleted story post on the Shade Room, the love and hip-hop star, Sydney Starr, claimed that she has been in a relationship with the Family Matters actor since February. As previously reported, McCrary and Starr have been sending flirtatious messages to each other on social media. However, he denied having a relationship with the transgender model alongside actress Joe Marie Payton, who he referred to as his mother. The 71-year-old actress portrayed Harriet Winslow in Family Matters, the mother of Eddie Winslow. She looks good, by the way, for to be uh, older like that, almost didn't recognize her, and said um, the the Jasmine Brand published footage of Sydney Starr, uh, the transgender model, sharing a kiss before he grabs her hips and she grinds on him. It appears that the footage is from their photo shoot together. Now, I will give you that that okay um you know you in hollywood you you do your thing you do photo shoots and stuff like that i don't know i haven't seen him in anything recently i don't know if the photo shoot is just because they saying that uh sydney stars trying to get back in love and hip-hop so i don't know uh the particulars of um what's going on with that but men we we as men i'm gonna tell you i'm a real man I'm i'm gonna tell you that it's real men out here, and real men we don't play with that. We don't we don't do that. 
we if if something is uh sus to us it's sus and we don't like it we're not gonna we're not gonna if we know that you're from the same tribe as us the 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 chief dingling tribe we're not going to play with you with that we're not gonna do that we're not gonna kiss you and we're not gonna what is that even if it's a scene in a movie we have a problem with that um we're not gonna play with that and and and, and people should respect that because it seems like the male perspective is never uh protected or respected but we're not gonna play with that and what your boy Eddie Winslow is over here doing, he's saying that he's cooking steak, but we but we smell Cornish hens. So, if this is what indeed you're truly doing, then step into your greatness. That's all we ask. Step into your greatness. And uh, anybody that's uh, watching this, if uh, you have any uh, comments, that number is 646. 646- Five six four ninety seven twenty eight, but you gotta press that one if you wanna be heard, you know. Um just don't deny it. I know um Sydney Starr has uh she has a shady past. They said uh she ruined uh the rapper Chingy's career also. But when you look at the way the photo shoot was happening, I'm not gonna as a as a straight man I'm not going to play with that, especially knowing that you were from the same tribe that I was, the Chief Dangling tribe. I'm not going to to play with that. So it it it, it amazes me that that he would have went down this route route right there, and then with the serious face, and then she posted that he was drunk on the shoot. So I don't know if this was a, a protection mode or uh, she she slid into protection mode with him or or whatever. But but she deleted a lot of little stuff with it because I'm not putting my lips on no other man. I'm not doing that. I, 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 I'm sorry. That that just says to me that um, you know whether you either you're um, Either you are that way, or maybe you're bisexual, or or whatever. But I know that real men we we don't we don't play with that. But if you got any comments on on any of this, that number once again six four six five six four ninety seven twenty eight. Press that one you want to comment because there's certain things that. Um, I know we live in a different type of world than it was from 10 years to 20 years ago, but there is still people that hold true to these type things. There are certain things that that are for men, and there are certain things that are for women, women things and men things. Men, men don't uh, – true men don't slap each other on the butt. True men don't don't grab each other's junk. We don't kiss each other. We don't do none of these type things. So when we say suspect behavior, you know, it's only to those that that perpetrate like they steal true men. Like I said, if that's what you do, step into your greatness. 
step into what you do. You know, um, I, I don't have to agree with the lifestyle to, to you know, just agree, to make that type of statement. But I'm just, I'm just saying, you know, hey, if that's what you do, that's what you do, you know, and just live up to it. Live up to it. That's all we saying. Don't say you're cooking, cooking steak and we know it's Cornish hen. Come on now, come on. Anybody that agree with me, um, once again, that number six four six five six four ninety seven twenty eight. Press that one if you want to be heard. I, I just, you know, um, I, I look at it. He said they they are just friends, but you know, um, I I know plenty of times when before I got married and I I put my lips on a woman. <laughs> that I claim was my friend, always a little bit more than that. Um, and like I said, you know, the way he looked at her in the, the googly eye thing, you know, and then uh, when he when she grinded on him and he turned around and bit his lip, dudes are serious. When, you bite, when a dude bite his lip, he's serious about something. He's trying to do a little something, something. So, um... I don't know. I don't know. But uh, anybody else got anything on that? Uh, once again, that number is 646-564-9728. You've got to press that one if you want to be heard. But anyway, I want to get to our next topic before we get to our main topic uh, of the day. And uh, I know these are kind of topics are kind of late because, you know, I've been very, very busy as a minister, um, but Alec Baldwin allegedly kills one of the um, staff on the set of the new movie, Russ. Um, I got a lot of questions about this this shooting. I do, um, but first I want to get into showing you the video of... Um, and then we're gonna we're gonna get into uh, the commentary. And if you have any any comments, anything about that, you know that number once again six four six five six four ninety seven twenty eight. You gotta press that one if you want to be heard. But here we go. The latest on that tragic movie set accident involving actor Alec Baldwin. Authorities say Baldwin accidentally fired a prop gun that killed the director of photography and injured the director. ABC's Dan Lieberman has the latest on all of this and how it unfolded. Movie star Alec Baldwin involved in a tragic shooting Thursday while filming on the set of his Western movie, Rust. When authorities say a prop gun fired by Baldwin killed one crew member and injured another. The film's 42-year-old director of photography, Helena Hutchins, seen in this Instagram picture posted from the set just days ago, was airlifted to the hospital where she died. The other shooting victim, 48-year-old director Joel Souza, hospitalized last night in emergency care but reported to have been released. Hutchins, considered to be a rising star in the industry, wrote how excited she was to be on the ranch, riding horses on her day off. One of the perks of shooting a Western, she said. Just hours before the shooting, Baldwin posting this photo on Instagram, saying back to in person at the office. 
Blimey, it's exhausting. Baldwin was interviewed by the Santa Fe County Sheriff's Office after the incident. Baldwin is not part of the investigation. It's a very strict process, very controlled, uh, because they obviously know we're dealing with weapons that are capable of firing live ammunition. Retired APD Commander Paul Sykes, who handled a prop gun in the Terminator Salvation movie, told ABC News injuries are possible even with a blank round. I'm going to cut it there. Um, I have one question. Why would an actor be pointing a prop gun at someone from the staff instead of the movie? Why would he fire that? Why would he point it and fire at someone during, you know, that's not part of the actual movie that you don't have to shoot at? And then my question was, is too. There were a lot of behind the scenes things happening on this set where where they said a crew walked out because they were they had concerns about gun safety. Now this is the thing that made me even more leery of the situation. Now you had concerns about gun safety. Then you have an actor take a gun that people were already leery about and fire it pointed towards somebody uh and this is this is not they call it a prop gun but these prop guns are actually real guns but they put blanks in them this is the problem and you know the number one rule when it comes to guns always assume always assume that they can kill somebody. So why would he point it after uh, countless complaints about gun safety? Why would he point it at someone, fire the gun, and he already knew that the problem existed? Plus, he's not just an actor. He's the director of this movie. So why would he do what he did? That's the question. Anybody Can anybody answer that question? Now we go back 30 years ago and we see that uh, the tragedy that happened with Brandon Lee, Bruce Lee's son, on the set of The Crow, same thing. Same thing happened. Now why is this happening now after 30 years? Why is the same things happening? They said that that live ammo, live ammo, was kept right by the gun. So automatically a mistake was bound to happen. Why would you keep live ammo by something that is going to be used in a movie and pointed at somebody and actually fired at the chance of it somebody getting the the ammo mixed up with the dummy blanks and an accident like this happens. Now, a man doesn't have his wife. Kids don't have their mother. Uh, a, a millionaire, all he can do is say, sorry. Think about that for a minute. How many of you would accept that? What if that was your sister, your 
mother, your auntie, your whoever she was to you, your friend, would you be able to accept a sorry from a millionaire that, uh, by the way, is known to be an a-hole? And then I don't even – then they show the images of him out here crying. He's an actor. They can make themselves cry at the drop of a hat. I don't believe none of it. Who should be responsible? Should there be an arrest? I'm I'm thinking – this is what I'm asking. But we know already uh, when you got got dollars – When you got dollars, it don't make sense to go to jail. When you got dollars, it don't make sense to go to jail. They're not gonna. They not gonna. Ain't nobody watch. Uh, Somebody, somebody gonna be the dummy, uh, uh, escape goat for this. It ain't gonna be Alec Baldwin, and he the murderer. It ain't gonna be him. It's gonna be somebody else. Because we ain't gonna get the full. We ain't going to get the full picture of this. We're not going to, I'm telling you, we're not going to get the full scope of this. They're going to clean it up, clean it up, and it's just going to be among the tragedies of things that happen on the set of movies. Of course, we had during the Twilight Zone movie, we had, uh, I forgot the actor name that died in the helicopter scene along with uh, the kid actors. This was in 1980-something. When that film came out, um, we had so many on-the-set accidents with with things like this. And it makes me wonder, what is this union doing, this actor's union doing? Why, why are we uh, not protecting peop- individuals on the set? You hear so many tra- uh, behind-the-scenes tragedies that they keep undercover. And I'm really wondering how did this one really get out? Maybe because I don't know. I'm I'm just speculating. But anybody that um wants to be part of this discussion, that number is six four six five six four ninety seven twenty eight. You gotta press that one if you wanna be heard. I just I'm I'm baffled. Really at a loss. You know, beautiful woman, beautiful woman. I know her husband is hurt. I know them kids hurt. And then, then just imagine that. Nine times out of ten, you know, every time they see Alec Baldwin's face on the TV, they got to look at this is the man that killed my mama. This is the man that killed my wife, my daughter. My, you know, my niece. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. I I, I just don't get it. But anyway, we're going to go to commercial and we're going to get into our main topic for today. Need jewelry and don't want to spend an arm and a leg to get it? Jayla's Jazzy Jewelry. Want to look cute while cooking neck bone soup? Jayla's Jazzy Jewelry. Come to Jayla's Jazzy Jewelry where you can get a variety of beautiful necklaces, rings, and bracelets. 
let the queen of bling customize you. Because you ain't been bling until you seen the queen. Tired of looking plain Jane, see the queen. Trying to change the game, see the queen. And the beautiful thing, you could look a million bucks for $5. That's right, $5. Taylor's Jazzy Jewelry, where the queen don't stop until your jewelry pops. Skip the rest, try the best. Jayla's Jazzy Jewelry. Buy online or in person. Delivery's available. Ain't nothing but a clean thing, baby. At Jayla's Jazzy Jewelry. Try our website. We back, we back, we back. And our main topic for today is Are failed relationships a waste of time or lessons? Are failed relationships a waste of time or lessons um that's a good question i think a lot of people um will look at it as uh being a waste of time um i i really um yeah it is it can be to a certain certain extent it will be a waste of time and um but ultimately like I was in a lot of bad relationships. I could say this. I was in a lot of bad relationships. And during that time, I learned a lot of things within every relationship that I was in, whether good or bad. You know, I I could say this. Every relationship that I was in that I broke up with the person wasn't necessarily a bad relationship. I I would say this. it It was really, sometimes it was my fault. You know, it was my fault because, you know, I think um, when we're younger in life and we try to get into relationships, we don't fully uh, know what we fully want. I think sometimes even because the labels say you grown don't all of me all the time means that your maturity caught up with that label. So, you know, you can't just assume that because a person is 21 or 22, 25, all the way to 30, that they're a mature person. That's just what the labels say. But, you know, you you have to, it's a point that you come to where, you know, eventually you don't want to do the things that you used to do. Everything has its season. Everything going to run its course. And I I had that time when, Earlier in in my life, you know, um, women got to think about this with men. Men, we sometimes we we are we are very very leery of the women that we choose, and we are very leery of relationships, especially when we're in them. Because one thing about it, see, there's there's different consequences to uh, bad relationships between male and female. See. Women, and you can disagree with me all you want to, but women, you got to understand, when y'all go into a bad relationship, y'all don't think about this like, like, oh, um, if if I if I have a baby with him, uh, then I'm going to have to deal with him. Uh, I'm going to have to deal with him and him taking my money for the next 18 years or, or you know, things like that. I, I never heard a woman talk like that about uh bad relationships but men we have to think about all of that like uh of course they came out with the song cheaper to keeper 
we always think about stuff like that. We always have to be on guard of, of things like that when we deal with um, situations with with women. But I could say this um, in re, in relations in in my um, bad relationships. I learned how to love a woman. I really learned how to love a woman. I learned how. Uh, what I was going to accept in the relationship. I learned how to give love. Um, I learned a lot of things uh, uh, during uh, all the relationships that I was in. I learned how to uh, watch signs. Even though everybody is different, you still can take certain things. And I learned how to really, you know, allow myself to heal out of bad relationships you gotta give yourself that time to heal of course when a bad relationship first happened to you 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 look at it as a waste of time but then when you actually sit back and you observe it for what it what it was you think i learned a lot out of this relationship i learned because sometimes you know we be we be so fixated on the relationship we don't even pay attention to the lessons that's within the relationship and that's the, and that'd be the boggling thing. And then we don't think about it till years later. Like, oh man, you know. And sometimes we might even say, man, I wish I could have made it with that person. But then you think back to it, that person was already giving you them signs, like they were wasn't right for you. And you'd be like, oh okay, this is why that happened. And then, because I I think everything, every bad relationship. Or every relationship that I was in led me to the point that I got to my queen. I got to my queen, and I, I just, you know, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't risk it for the world, you know. I, I don't, I don't look back at uh, relationships because they are hard to come by now. And you ask any single person right now. You know, I don't think every single person wants to be single. I think everybody want to have somebody to love because love feels good. Love is a good thing. When you find got that person that loves you and you love them and and it, you got that me against the world attitude, like you could do everything in the world when you have that person on your side, that is a good feeling. I, I, I've never, you know... Single people, it might be some people that might be happy single out there, but eventually sometime in your life, you ain't going to want to be by yourself. How many times you you done seen a person die alone, single, you know, um, we all, we all need that life mate, that, that soul mate in our lives. We, you know, that person that complete us, my wife completes me, you know. And so we we all you know we all uh, clamor for that thing. We all we all look at look for that thing. I mean you 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 remember the first time you fo- fell in love? You know I, I think back to the days where where uh, when when somebody first gave you a note and said, uh, "Do you like me?" Check yes or no. You know, and it just and you were young. You didn't truly understand love, but you knew at the time that, wow, somebody's thinking about me. It just felt good back then to know that somebody's thinking about you. And that's the same now. You still get that, you know, when, when, when I know my wife is thinking about me, I still get that 
that bubbly feeling, that that the butterflies, you know, just to know that 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 my wife want me, you know what I'm saying, and I want my wife, you know, and so everything, you know, is everything. But you don't, you can't feel that way about somebody that you know that that, that ain't making you feel special, that you know you that's not exclusive to you, you know what I'm saying, or that you know because. It's certain certain ways that certain people make you feel, you know. You could be out here, you could be out here being the biggest player in the world, but eventually there's somebody out of that group of people that you're dealing with, whether you're a man or female, uh, even the biggest male player. I'm gonna say he always got that one that's kind of a little bit different than the other uh, people, and even the the um, the woman, the woman, she uh, it's a, she deal with a lot of men, but it's that one that she would give her time to. It's that one that she would, you know, that she would, you know, just risk it all that she had to. So it, stop me if I'm lying. Stop me if I'm lying. And uh, if you want to call in, that number is 646-564-564. 9728 press 1 if you uh want to comment. Uh I just for the life of me man, I just I never and maybe because I'm an optimist. I, I try to I try to look at things on a on a positive note. I remember just going through situations looking back uh, when I was in bad situations and and I knew a lot of it was uh primarily karma for me because earlier I, I did a lot of hurting them you know to uh women in my life you know and that was simply because you know I I grew up watching a good uh good relationship my grandparents uh my grandfather was you know that my grandparents was married married for 60 to 70 years you know what I'm saying so um I watched them but at the same time, I, I grew up watching, you know, because that was a different time. I grew up watching men with multiple women. I grew up, like, even coming um, a, a, a man, a young man is taught, you know, well, I ain't going to say always taught, but there's always somebody that's going to train. Where your girlfriend at? That's sometimes some of the first things that other like older men will ask uh, a younger person. I know you got a girlfriend or two or something like that. So that's automatically planted in our head that not not finding a wife, not finding uh, one woman, but like two girlfriends, two to three girlfriends, somebody. So the pimp mentality, player mentality is already being embedded in our minds even before we can make a sound decision you know so we grow up so all of our our teenage years and you know coming up we, first thing we think about is we got to be the man and how could we be the man is having multiple girlfriends and that's been implanted in our heads for the longest so it's men trying to break generational curses trying to break these these stereotypes that we can't be the man unless we got multiple girlfriends. So, um, 
and then we don't realize the the truth until we old and or it's too late. We don't realize them, and we probably don't let so many good women go in our lives that we that we don't. How many times have you seen that 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 person uh, that that man or or your cousin, your your uncle or something? They had a good woman that was that was good for them, that was taking taking care of them, and you. And you look at your uncle, you like, man, he's stupid. That woman loves him, and he, he just treating her just any kind of way. How many times you done seen that? And hey, and now, and then it, then by the time he realized uh, what he had, it's too late. That person don't want him no more. They done moved on. They done. They done. Uh, really got a, got away from him, and this is the thing with I could say that that's different from from men and women. When a woman is ready to move on, she moves on. Y'all y'all move on. With men, we are still lollygag, we are still procrastinate, we still do all of that, and 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 you know just big waste of time. We will stay. We'll stay in a relationship with a woman we know don't want us for for a long time. We'll stay with a we, some of us will stay with a woman that 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 dog us out for the longest. A woman will do the same thing to a certain degree, but when when she ready to move on, oh man, he, he, boy, y'all cutoff game is is much more uh, worse than a than a man's is, you know. So. I don't know if you, but anybody that agree with me, if you want want to, that number, once again, 646-564-9728. Press that one if you want to comment. Once again, we in the VIP lounge. And uh, once again, make sure y'all subscribe to the Fat Cat Show Network on YouTube. Um it don't cost nothing, y'all. I want to get these subscribers up, and um, you know, so we can uh, do our thing. But um, once again, like um, I, I never looked at I never looked at things as a waste of time because I think that we learn off of every. I think everything in life is a lesson. If, if you burn your hand, it's a lesson. If you bump your head, it's a lesson. Uh, a lot of us we learn the most out of negative situations. You know, I, I learned, I remember one of the first times I got hurt. First thing, I, one thing I said to myself, this had never happened to me again. This had never, ever, ever happened to me again. And I think the worst thing, I think it's worse on men because we don't like feeling vulnerable. We men. We don't like being emotional. We men. And so when a chick hurt us, we we in a spot that we don't even like to feel. You know what I'm saying? We we like, oh man, we we already like questioning our manhood when that happened. You know, so it, it, we we already fighting macho ness and, and and all of this and trying to act like uh, she didn't. That'd be the main thing, you know, with most people when when a person hurt them. Uh, I don't. You know, she ain't meant that much to me. I ain't, it ain't nothing to me. I'm going to just move on. But deep inside, boy, you dying like it ain't nothing. 
you dying like it ain't nothing. And so, man, I just, you know, I know I done, I done been, I done been through it. And some of the, and like some of the biggest lessons I, I learned, I just, you know, it, it prepared me for, it made me be able to set the bar of what I'm looking at before uh, I said this earlier in the relationship and when a young lady, not in a relationship, in a, a conversation I was having on Facebook, a young lady asked, why do men cheat? Why, uh, asked something uh, around that question, why do men cheat? And and I had to uh, kind of like give it, uh, give it my little spin on it too because women, y'all, y'all are, are surpassing men with the cheating phase. You know, y'all or y'all just as y'all just as uh, worse as we are with cheating. You know, if you if you disagree with me, you know that number six four six five six four ninety seven twenty eight. Got to press that one. I I, I think because man, I see some some women out here that are beasts. You know they got the boss mentality with they with they business. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like man, and they they I seen I seen women that pursue dudes like dudes do. Like dudes pursue women. They do the same thing. They got they, hey, this this is what I want. I want a relationship. I I just I just want to have you for a night and let you go back to whoever you're going to. And that's 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 some women, that's some women. I, I, but uh, if you if you agree with me or you disagree with me, once again that number six four six five six four ninety seven twenty eight. Press that one if you want to comment. I, I I look at it, man. Ain't nothing a waste of time. You can learn something off everything. Bad relationships, bad relationships, man. They that that's, that molded me. That molded me big time. I just I looked at things and said, "Hey, you know, I'm gonna look at the positive side in it." And 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 think about this. You know, usually in a bad relationship, when you caught the person, it probably stopped you from doing something even dumber, dumber. You know what I'm saying? Maybe you was maybe you was getting ready to marry this person, and you. And then right before the wedding, you caught them cheating, you know, and you was like, oh, man, I dodged a bullet. There was a lot of relationships that I, I dodged a bullet on. I dodged a big bullet on. I was like, I think back like, whoa, wait a minute, do got a caller. Yes. You it is to right guess here. what's happening? Well, okay. That um, guys in a relationship sometimes can work, but I believe that every relationship needs closure. It needs closure? Yes. You got to have closure to your relationship that you had in your life in order to move on. I think that's what you meant by you learned off of everything that you ever experienced. So, so, let, let me let me ask you this. Do you do yes. you think all of the relationships that you that you're no longer in, do you think 
Do you think they, do you look at them as a waste of time or lessons learned? Lessons learned. And and, and that's the thing that I, because you hear so many people. But the lessons that I learned, but the lessons that I learned were a waste of time. They were a waste of time. They were a waste of yeah. time. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, how, you got yeah, you got to explain that to me. Are you, is your okay. mouth is your mouth all the way on the phone? Because it's, it's hard to really hear you. Oh, hold on. The lessons that I learned were a waste of time. Uh-oh. Explain that. You already knew them. I mean, no, it wasn't that. It was that. I wasted that time. I wasted that time on that lesson when I could have proceeded and went somewhere else. If I just would have listened. You, 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 you know a bad relationship. You know a bad relationship I was in, uh, a lesson that I learned. It, yeah. it was It was a bad relationship that I was in and I learned something. And it was simply because I got into the relationship like a rebound off another one. And one of the, the lessons that I learned that I should have learned already, but it, it, it taught me because the woman actually took time to really break break it down why she really didn't want to be in the relationship with me. It's because I was still hurt and dealing with her at the same time, you know what I'm saying? I didn't, I didn't give her uh, my whole heart because I was still bruised and battered from my last uh, relationship, and so it taught me going forward that that I would never enter into another relationship um, before, you know, before I fully get myself together and heal. And that was why I really like. The relationship between, like, uh, my last relationship between when, uh, before I met my wife, span I went a span of four years before I before I dated again like that, you know, before I got into a relationship, it was like four years yeah. period where I had to really yeah. get get myself back because a man, you know, generally when men when we get go through bad relationships when we get hurt. You know, it's it's something we go through something more different than than a woman does because you know, men we got more we got more macho ness and pride and you know what I'm saying? And we don't like to be in them vulnerable positions like that. So we 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 get to questioning our manhood, be like, you know, you ever ask yourself, dog, am I is, is it me? Am I ugly or am I you know, what 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 happened? You know what I'm saying? And so and so we go through those type of those type of um, phases, and we like, man, you know, why did she do that? Why didn't I see that? You know, because we don't like to be caught off guard. We like to think that we the smartest person in the room, huh? Right. That's real. that's really real. That's really you really being honest. I think a lot of men need to really like hear that. But yeah. They need to hear a woman's. I think they need to hear a woman's point of view as well, saying. That after a while, that'll take us to another level and it turn us into questioning ourselves as well. Right. Am I not a good person? You know? 
Am I not a good woman? Um, what am I doing? Am I not giving? Am I not cooking? Am I not uh, cleaning? Am I not giving him enough sex? Am I not uh, keeping it spicy? What am I doing? Right. It'll get us a question. It'll get us a question in ourselves as well. So how right. do we? This, this is why we come on here on the radio show to figure out how do we stop this issue and um, uh, maybe get us some normalized instead of all yeah. of this uh, racket and riffraff. Right, right, right. Because it, it's, it's a lot. It's, it's a lot that, you know, love. I, I said this. I did a sermon, right? Sermon a couple of, this was about, uh, probably about three and a half weeks ago. And and I did a sermon, it was it was called Falling in Love with Jesus. And in the sermon, I, I was relaying it to like being in an actual relationship with Jesus. And, 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 and basically it was going through all the emotions of, you know, and one of the things that I said within the, the sermon, I said, man has been able to conquer every as every little aspect of life, you know, to a certain degree. But the one thing that he hasn't been able to conquer is love. He, he, you know, love is a is a major problem for a man because it puts us. I'm telling you, it's the it puts us in the most compromising position ever because we actually given our heart something that we. That that men protect so heavy, it, our prized possession. We give this to the woman we love, and right. and if, if if she misuses it, then it makes us, it puts us in the emotional period that we don't like to admit. Men can get emotional, right. you yes. know. Can you say that again? Men can get emotional. And we don't Who's like to show, we don't we don't like to show that sex. We we don't we don't yes. we don't want you to see that sex. Yeah, you all do not like to show that side, the emotional side. Yeah, we, we, we do not like to show that side. We yeah, that like like that old book said, we cry in the dark. Yes we do. And right. I mean, uh, a lot of a lot of um people and this is why the, the main reason why uh, when 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 women finally meet that that man that is that's holding, we hold so much hurt inside of us because we don't want you to see that that vulnerable side of us. We want to always look like Superman to our woman, to our kids, to the outside world. People, men always gotta keep up this persona like I'm I'm a strong I'm a strong man. Ain't I don't cry. I don't. I don't do that. You know, I don't do none of this. And then by the time like, when something really hit us, it don't be necessarily the problem in front of us. It be all that built up stuff that, that, along with that problem that that them weighed us down now. And now we now right. we now we a time bomb. You know? Right. A ticket time bomb. Right. Right. Yeah, a chicken time bomb, a chicken time bomb, and that's something different, you know. And you gotta, and you gotta, you know, it, you know, you just a chicken time bomb with the pressure that the black man 
feels anyway. Right. The black man feels like pressure. You know. You. You. you, you, and, you know, and and it, it, it's enough because, like I said, I remember. Um, and I'm not gonna bring up the the relationship, you know, that I was in at this time. But I remember at, at the time where I was in the, one of the darkest moments behind the relationship that that I that I was in, and it was really, oh man, I want to tell you, it, it just it took me to dark places that I thought I could couldn't go. You know what I'm saying? Right. And it is right. just you. Right. And so it, it, and but I never like, but I in everything I learned, I learned. This is some of the things that I learned from bad relationships. I learned about myself. I learned a lot about myself. I learned, I learned, um, I learned how to, I learned how to love. I learned how to, uh, how to give love. I learned how I shouldn't, how I shouldn't want a person to feel. You know, feel and you know, do unto others as I you know want do unto myself. I learned all of that. I learned and I learned to set the bar of what I was going to accept, accept and what I wasn't going to accept. What you wasn't going to accept. That's where I'm at. I like that. You learned to what? Can you please say that again for me and for everybody that's listening? You learned to do what? What what I was going to accept and was what I wasn't going to accept. And it, you no, know, you said I learned to accept the bar. Yeah, set that bar. You, you yeah. have a certain standard now. Mm-hmm. You have a certain standard. And you're not going to accept anything more or anything less. That's yep. your, the bar means you, you set a standard. Yep, yep. And that's it. And it's like, you know... Uh, and, and and people people have to respect that and like like that. But I'm, one thing that I can appreciate right now, I think um, when when you can find that person that that you could be a little bit different with than you than you did with anybody else. Like I got to the point with, with my wife, and my wife she done seen me cry a few times, and, and simply because you know um, you know. Last three years, of course, you know, I, I I didn't experience death in my family, and so my wife yeah. really, you know, so my wife really saw me at that that point, and she didn't judge me or anything like that, but she she always and my my wife always always say that I can say this too, you know, I'm 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 almost emotional about my kids, you know what I'm saying, and so right. it's so it's a, a lot of things that I that I do like that. But anyway, um, thank you for coming on. Um, we down to our last 20 seconds, man. It's good to hear from you. Well, you know, I'm always with the fat cat show and I love the fat cat show. I love the first lady. I want everybody to be blessed and have a beautiful night. Good night. All right, y'all. We up out of here. Peace. Peace.